It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Go Sooner, boys, my brothers, they my friends. Hell yeah! Ah, very nice, Coach Stoops. Getting Coach Stoops a little earlier today, right out of the gate, 3 o'clock. Busy man. Busy I'm just man. glad he uh, makes time for us. That's, that's pretty cool. Thrilled that he makes time for us. Um, be, be awesome to get his perspective. Was up there. At the game, um, rocking his uh, Drake Stoops jersey, come uh, and hung out in the booth with us for. Uh, gosh, it ended up being a long time. The yeah, like the back half of the first quarter that that was the longest quarter. That first quarter, I oh, know, dude. Remember how we we're supposed to hear about these new all oh, the new clock in college football? Like the games are going to be shorter. There's mm-hmm. going to be less plays. I didn't notice it at all on Saturday because the first quarter took took forever. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the networks did an unbelievable job at keeping the games the exact same length, even though the clock is w- running way more. They just puffed up the ads. and You see all those, I don't know, study is the right word, but people have timed all of the ad time and all of the football time and there's like graphs yeah. and everything. So Chip no. Kelly made a comment uh, yes, about that on the <laughs> sideline going into halftime. All right, we got him. Bob Stoops brought to you by Modelo. Going to join us to talk about the game on Saturday, maybe look ahead a little bit. Uh, Bob, thanks as always. Uh, what are your uh, general thoughts about that nice win on Saturday? Uh, I loved it. Uh, you know, I thought the team looked great. Every, every part of it played a lot of guys. Everybody looked good. Really, nothing sloppy, um, you know. So I, I and I don't, I don't care who you play against. When, when you play as well as you can, that's what you want to do. So, uh, so I, I thought it was great. Well, by the way, it was awesome to have you come stop in the booth for a little bit for an uh, extended period, hang out, watch some football. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to go back and critique myself, Teddy. If, I, if I'm going to be doing that every week, I gotta, I gotta get polished up. Oh man, you, trust me, you don't need to be polished up. You've got, you got more polish than anyone. You were great. It was fun. I could tell you guys that everyone in the stadium was listening because they pipe it uh, underneath the stadium. Yeah. And by the second or late first quarter, everyone was so hot, they're all hanging out down there. So <laughs> everyone got to hear the entire uh, time Bob was on. It was, it was cool. Well, good. Hopefully, we did well. Nah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool. You mentioned it. Sometimes you don't know, or not not you don't know, but it's it, 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 the the opponents at the beginning of a season sometimes vary greatly. What are some of the things as a head coach? Like you forget about the opponent. You just look for some things to check off the list as far as execution. True, I, I, I was always big on that. Regardless of who we're playing, is I, I don't care who we're playing. Let me let me see us play as well as we can or do what we're supposed to do. Um, meaning, I, I hate pre- and post-snap penalties. 
stupid penalties. Uh, you know, it's it's bad football. Turnovers are bad football, especially. I don't mind occasional interception. You got to try and stick the ball in there, but when you already possess the football, you need to go down with the football. You know, those kind of things are to me some some simple parts of football. You never beat yourself, to, in my opinion, and and. Regardless of who you're playing, I thought we did a lot of those things really uh, positively. You know, just just took care of the ball, didn't didn't have dumb penalties. You know, those kind of things are when you're playing good football. Dylan Gabriel, know was, your, yeah, go know ahead. your assignments. You don't have know your assignments. Don't have mental breakdowns where you see a guy running wide open that someone didn't cover the deep third of the field when they were supposed to. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and anyway, just some simple things sometimes is, you know, you can tell whether it's good football or not. Dylan Gabriel was highly efficient on Saturday, and then Jackson Arnold comes in. I don't, I mean, he didn't miss a, a throw all day long. Was there one thing in particular from both the two quarterbacks that, that you really liked on Saturday? I just, uh, same thing. I, they made every throw they are supposed to make. Uh, I thought they looked great. Uh, I, I love the way it looked. Uh, you could tell Dylan with another year under his belt with all of these people and, and this program looked incredibly efficient, as did Jackson Arnold. A young guy comes in and looked great. So, uh, yeah, they did what they were supposed to do and, and uh, you know, without any flaws, and that that's, that's a big positive. It could be difficult the way people run punt these days to get a lot of opportunities for a return. So whenever you, you got one and a punter hits a big one down the field and you've got a little space, it's nice to be able to take advantage of it. That was awesome seeing Gavin Freeman take one back. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Loved it. And uh, yeah, just they, the guy hit a little bit too far, gave him a little extra space and, he took it to the house, so that's always fun to watch. I feel like uh, just about every single wide receiver on the roster, speaking of Gavin Freeman, made a big play on Saturday. Some made multiple big plays, but I, I came away very impressed with that group, Bob. I, I don't know about you. It just seemed like just the number of big plays that the wide receivers had on Saturday was a, was a big positive. Well, I, I think a place like OU, I said this earlier in you know, the last couple weeks, you're going to see new guys emerge. That happens to a place like Oklahoma and any big program every year. Uh, yeah, stars leave, new stars emerge, and and that's how it, these guys are recruiting in a you know in a great way. So you're going to have new guys coming up every year, and I believe that you got a you know Jalil and Drake or mainstays have been there for a good while, but the, some of these other young guys are going to come up and make big plays. And I'll be surprised it doesn't keep happening through the year. I agree. You know, you can say whatever you want about what the Sooners' star power is right now. And I think those guys are going to emerge, just like you said. But I think really one of the things that stuck out is, and we've been hearing this, the competitive depth that they've got. And my goodness, it's at a bunch of different positions. Wide receiver, they keep running guys in. I think we saw five really capable running backs coming in depth on the defensive and and edge and in the secondary it just seems like this team has 
a lot of guys that are going to – I know they're still young, but a lot of guys that are capable of coming in and playing good football. Agreed. And uh, I was around the running backs. Wow, they're a bunch of big, good-looking, strong guys. Uh, DeMarco's coaching them up. Same thing, like you said, every every position. More players along the defensive front. Uh, I bet, shoot, they could play three deep at linebacker. Yeah. And then, and then the defense of the line and ends, you got a b- bunch of guys. So, point being, nobody has to play tired or nobody has to take 80 snaps. And you're a better player when you can, you know, when you can be spelled that way and, and be fresh to come up with big plays in the fourth quarter. And, and that's what we need. We, we need to be able to finish games. And I, I'll be surprised if we're not able to do that. There are a lot of pink shirts in the stands on Saturday. A lot of people wanted to show their support for Julie Venables. Brent said he, you know, he, he thought it was awesome. He thought it was cool, but he wasn't surprised since he knows the people here. I'm just curious what you thought about all those pink T-shirts there on Saturday. Oh, of course, people here are very supportive, compassionate. They get it. They love their coach and and his wife Julie. She's the best. Um, yeah, it was awesome to see. Um, yeah, I, I noticed it as well, and it's great. You know, uh, hopefully, and we all keep praying, uh, prayers matter, uh, you know, that everything continues to move in a positive direction for Julie. Did you see anything else? Uh, I mean, it was a long weekend. Gosh, we started college football back on Thursday. Obviously, we had week zero, too, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we had – Clemson and Duke last night. Anything over the weekend specifically stand out as either good or shocking? Yeah, I was uh, like everybody. I was really intrigued what Colorado would look like, and That's you got to tip your hat. To, you got to tip your hat to them. Uh, they look great. I mean, uh, Shadir Sanders, man, uh, real deal. Threw the ball great. Um, I watched a fair amount of that. You got to give it to them, yeah, Coach Prime, and the way he's worked that roster to, you know, and everyone's either they're that good or TCU, whatever. I, I've got to give it. They went back and forth, so it was a heck of a game. But um, you know, I know Sonny Dykes felt really great about his team, and Colorado put it on them at their place. So you got to give them credit. I thought that was uh, that was uh, a, a very strong win for them. Um, and uh, you got to give it to Duke. Uh, I kept yeah. hearing about this quarterback, and I saw it last night. Um, by the way, they were recognizing Coach Spurrier and some of the group back at Duke when they won the, their first ACC championship with Coach Spurrier and a bunch of their players. They were all back for the game. Wow. So uh, I, I talked to Coach about two hours ahead of the game, and so that had to be neat for all of them to be back for that and to beat Clemson. And, uh, yeah, so uh, those those are two big wins, uh, you know, for those two uh, supposed underdogs. Um, anyway, outside of that, I'm not so sure. Those, those two stood out to me. Those were big games. And Florida State. I yeah, thought they look Florida good. State yeah. looked strong. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to them, man. They look, they look strong and – Gives me encouragement too that uh, and OU fans we we took Florida State deep into that you know to our bowl game last year and and uh, well at least played them a heck of a lot better than LSU did you know, let's put it that way yeah 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was an impressive performance by them, and they they put it on them early and just. You know, you they they didn't ride the wave of momentum there. They just stayed on it, played good, smart football the whole time. And boy, they look good on the line of scrimmage, both sides. Exactly, and and you notice it. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to watch them moving forward too. And and I'm I'm pretty big, like everybody says, don't don't overreact too much on one game, and we'll see where everybody you know starts to go here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a big test now. Um, I know a lot of people aren't blown away by seeing SMU on the schedule, but I think this is going to be one of the better offenses we face this year. Maybe the maybe then the top three or four offenses. They're going to be really ready to roll. Some really good skill position guys, good efficient quarterback. It's going to be a nice test. Agreed. Uh, you know, people don't always research it like. You have to, you know, you guys have to know what you're talking about and read read all about these guys. And there there's some uh, impressive resumes, you know, with all of these guys, and uh, it makes a difference. You know, you got good players out there and good schemes. So uh, yeah, so uh, this will this will be a big test. It's gonna be fun, Coach. We appreciate you stopping by the show. We know you're busy. And uh, we'll talk and to you next week. And a happy early birthday oh, as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, well, thank you, fellas. I appreciate mm-hmm. that very much. One more sooner to everybody. All right, Coach. We'll talk to you later. He's right about Duke's quarterback, man. Riley Leonard. Yeah. So, I, I, like maybe like Texas playing Alabama made me think of this last night. But Riley Leonard breaks off that big, long touchdown run. And he just looked confident throughout mm-hmm. the entire night. And I just say to myself, well, that's what – that's what a confident quarterback looks like, man. Because we keep talking about Quinn Ewers and just how unsure of himself and a little bit shaky yeah. he seems to be. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Riley Leonard, everyone's been talking about Quinn Ewers as this uh, you know, Heisman Trophy front runner or top 15 pick. Like, I'll take that Riley Leonard guy right there, man. He can run, he's confident, he throws the ball well. Like, I was... Really impressed with Duke last night. No, I agree. And we'll get into some more of that because um, there's something from that football game that I want to talk about that I think is um, a pretty big issue that we've got going on in the sport right now. But, hey, uh, that was exciting to watch. That was really cool. Um, that was a fun call, Dusty, on the on the call last night. That was awesome hearing him. I mean, there was – I don't know what the numbers are. But whenever you got Duke beating a team like Clemson on Monday night, and there's no other competition, yeah. I bet there was a ton of people watching that game. And then just like all the stats, like Clemson, or excuse me, Duke hasn't beat a top ten team Ooh. since here. Their biggest win over a top ten team yeah. since. Uh, a lot of people calling time of death for uh, Clemson football after I know. last night. What was that first time? Was it 2004? Mm-hmm. For, was it the last time Duke beat Clemson, something like that. Yeah. I think long time, almost 20 years. So. Yeah, wow. All right, quick opening timeout. Hit the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We will be back. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the shirt and join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venable's fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF store. The KREF Store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me in supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. 
I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. My son Ian was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 16 months. We had no hope until St. Jude rescued us. He's alive because of what St. Jude has done. He's here because of the doctors who came before, their blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other severe conditions can leave you in the dark or worse. See the light. Contact Oklahoma Generator, the company that gives Oklahomans the power to protect their family, homes, health, business, and life. Oklahoma Generator is a certified premier Generac dealer, providing professional installation, service, and repair to keep you safe and secure. Be ready for anything. Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Power to the people. Looking for a primary care doctor who puts your health first? Look to Norman Regional. Your health is our top priority. Norman Regional Primary Care Clinics provide compassionate, expert care with a physician or provider in your hometown. With 17 primary care clinics located throughout South Central Oklahoma, trust our team with your care for wellness visits, illness treatment, and management of chronic conditions. Call 405-515-5000 to find the physician who is right for you and experience a place where your health matters. As we age, cataract surgery is often an inevitable step. And it's not just about restoring your sight, it's about upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one big decision that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. The choice between a standard lens, which often requires you to rely on glasses for reading, or a premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vivity, or a light adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. It is the Rush on the Ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Appreciate Bob Stoops, as always, for joining us on Tuesdays. That's brought to you by Modelo. Uh, someone on the text line says Vanilla Vic for Riley Leonard. I haven't heard that name, <laughs> but it's my new favorite name in uh, college football. Well, I heard that name for somebody else. Who played – someone week zero they were trying to give that name to, I think. Um, Who played week zero? Sure, couldn't – Sam Hartman of Notre Dame? Maybe. I don't know who it was. A whole lot of teams that played uh, that I, week. I've heard that name recently, and it sure wasn't for the Duke quarterback. So I well, don't know. I will always associate Vanilla Vic with Duke starting quarterback Riley Leonard from there here you on go. out, and Bazooka Joe with uh, Joe Milton out there at Tennessee. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, three, three, four. A lot of people got takes on Clemson here. Hot yeah. take Tuesday. 
Without BV, Davo is done. Oh, man. And what would a hot take be without an upsubstantiated uh, ups, rumor? Quote, unnamed sources say Clemson is talking with BV's agent behind the scenes. <laughs> not even funny. Not not even funny. Um, what what were the stats last night? Dabo was 40-23 and 23 as a head coach without Brent as the yeah. D.C. And then 121-17 and 17 with him. It's interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. Now, um... I I think I think Clemson is is going to be okay. They're in a good spot. They uh, talent level looks like it's down a little bit, but they're they've still been recruiting pretty good, good enough to beat Duke. All right, so that team was they just they weren't sharp. It looked like they. You know, this may have been a team that got into a little bit of the whole entitlement thing sure. you know yeah. where you just show up you win a bunch and the group that's behind you is as all those guys phase out the group that's behind doesn't take it as seriously and feels like it's all going to be handed to them and you you get a dip and then it has to surge back up I'm interesting to see how how deep the wave is gonna is gonna go though. Four oh five Clemson death premature. They moved it at will between the twenties. Just too many untimed turnovers, much yep. like TCU. It's been a while since I've seen a team commit that many untimely turnovers like Clemson did last night. I mean, even with all the crap that's happened, they're at the what one yard line with a chance to take the lead, and they don't just fumble it away. They Duke picks it up and runs it to the plus side of the field best play all Man. night for Clemson was Klubnik chasing down that guy yeah probably which we're not a whole lot of great place to choose from good, so it's pretty thing, short ba- list there good thing bad thing there Dabo I Dabo's just one of those coaches um that people are ready to criticize you know yeah oh yeah you know and, and so last night it was a lot of well his anti-portal stance is a reason they are where they're at right now mm-hmm. and it's a reason as to why Clemson is done Winning national championships, I, I think it's I think it's fair to at least you know criticize a little bit his anti portal stance. Well, I or at un- least discuss it. Yeah, I understand his anti portal stance. I w- I think if you asked every everyone, pretty much is anti portal, right? Um, I know there's some people that that like it. Now, uh, uh, for the most part, I I feel like most of college football fans, coaches, everyone would like to go back at least closer to what we we used to have but that doesn't mean that you have to just um like refuse to be to take part in it like everyone else is because you're going to lose you're going to lose ground pretty quickly when yeah. you're losing guys to the portal and you're not replacing that can that can be bad uh okay a few texters have a guess as to what you uh, tease going into the last break with, mm-hmm. something that's really damaging college football, and some are guessing that targeting call that happened last night. Yes, but it's not It's not so much the targeting call. I mean, it is, but it's, it's the whole situation wrapped up in one. If, okay, so whenever you were listening to the broadcast, there was a couple of interesting points. The broadcast... Some of the I can't remember who all was saying what, but the big question they had is, how in the world is that a a dead ball? Well, it's a dead ball because he's down when he starts the slide, not when the knee hits. 
He's down when he starts the slide. And when he's down, the play is dead. So it's a dead ball. But I understand it's like still in the act of the play. The other thing is the criticism for Klebnik was what? It's fourth down. You've got to lay out yeah, what and, are you sliding for? and die for that. What are you sliding for? Okay. Well, think about that as the, the linebacker that got ejected. What is he thinking he's going to do? It's Uh-oh. fourth down. Yeah, in, he's in, not in tight slide. football game. There's no way that this kid, and he's a running quarterback as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, not not totally. He's not going to slide. He's going to dive for it. So you've got these defensive players that are letting up, perhaps. And if you don't let up, you're at subject to getting ejected for the rest of this game in the first half of the next. That's a problem when the quarterback clears the pocket. I know they want to protect the Stars, and I get that. My opinion is that the protection ends whenever you become a runner and you're active. I'm not talking about you're outside of the pocket and you look like Eli Manning, okay? When you've got your head down and you're running and you're trying to go get a first down and you're using the slide as an advantage to draw defensive players into a situation like that, In my opinion, it's got to be tossed out. What I hate more than anything with all of that is you have an epic upset last night with a lot of different storylines, but that, in a lot of ways, is the lead story from that football game. Something like that happening, which I don't don't, don't love. Yeah. No, it's – But the ACC is um, an interesting spot right now, right? When Clemson was making its rise, Florida State was – Florida State was on top, and Clemson – had to get over that Florida State hump, and they did, and they've really had a lot of success over Florida State for the past eight mm. years. But Clemson goes down, Florida State with its biggest win in a while. Um, it kind of feels like there's a real chance here for Florida State for a bit of a power shift up, up top of the ACC. Yeah, and honestly, what a perfect time for Florida State to seemingly, you know, start to get it going again with everything that they pulled within their own conference. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't look very good if they're saying, ah, oh, well, it's not a question if we leave, but when we leave, and they go out there and stink, it, it makes it look a little bit better they're going out there and dominating uh, the, the way that they are. Well, I've already seen it making the rounds. That FSU team looks pretty good. Rematch, national championship. Oh, you in Florida State? Oh, you want to rematch? Florida State. I'm down. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Second year for Oklahoma. I'll even uh, alter the schedule and have it in the same place as last time Ooh, as well. Okay. I think Miami's one of the worst bowl cities out there, major bowl cities out there, but let's, yeah. Hey, beggars can't be choosers, That's right? what I'm saying. You can have it wherever <laughs> you want. Yeah. Uh, wild, wild game, man. I, I don't know on Clemson. It's, it's, They're it, in a very interesting spot right now. That there's there's no like Florida State. This is since Clemson took over the ACC. This is the best chance I think anyone's had to really unseat them as the as the best program in the conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens now. One game, it looked like Clemson was shook pretty quickly there, and it's like those those turnovers. They were just waiting for them to happen instead of going out and making plays. They don't have to be doomed to be like that the rest of the season, but. Uh, it's it's this is an important turnaround week for them. They got to get back on the right track because it it gets tough for them early. Drew from Flower Mound last night gave me confidence in FSU being a playoff contender and that they will beat Clemson. Yeah, well, that's a what's that week four? I think they play. That's a big football yeah, game. Yeah, it's early and um, the it's it's in 
um, it's at Clemson, right? And then after that, Florida State. It's pretty it's pretty manageable from at, there on out. They go at Pitt later. They do have to play Duke at home. Um, they're at Pitt. They got Miami at home and then at Florida late. But, you know, a lot of time to tell how, how difficult that the back, you know, four or five games of that schedule is going to be. And we'll see what happens with Duke. I mean, I, I don't think Clemson has to be sentenced to being a horrible team all year long, and I don't think Duke necessarily is going to play the way they did they last night. better get night. it going offensively with Muleshoe yeah. Jr. as the OC. That's Deer right. Creek Sooner, did y'all start on the Pacificos a little early today? Let's tap the brakes on a repeat hey, of 2000. I'm just saying what I've seen floating around the interwebs, okay? That's not Deer Creek Sooner. That was actually uh, Dennis Dodd and his burner phone after <laughs> I saw uh, Dennis Dodd's power ratings today, okay. and he didn't have OU in the top 25. Oh. It's like, oh, okay. So, Dennis, you, you, you watched the OU, or maybe you didn't watch the OU game, but you at least saw the score and hopefully checked okay. the highlights, and you didn't say to yourself, that's at least a top 25 team. Uh, it's very uh, odd. He probably <laughs> didn't have Oklahoma in his preseason top 25. And since they weren't already in there, he he didn't even think about reshuffling them into the equation. That's my guess. But this knows? is more about Dennis than it was uh, OU, is what you're saying. Hell no, Dennis. Nine one eight. What did you guys make of Dabo's comments regarding Riley calling it Clemson's offense from JG Wentworth? Yeah, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it was Dabo was asked after how do you or how do you feel about Garrett Riley's first game as the OC, and he. Basically said, yeah, he was hired to run the Clemson offense. We all collaborate a little bit on the game plan. That's not exact, but it was kind of the it, – it's, you know, it's, it almost made like, no, he runs the Clemson offense, not his offense, is what it sounded like to me. So yeah. I thought it was interesting. I didn't hear it, but listening to those words, it – maybe people didn't take it this way, but it almost sounds to me like he's trying to share blame – Instead of let Garrett Riley take the heat for the way the offense performed, does that make sense? And I don't know the context, but I can I can see him saying like everyone's wanting to point directly at Garrett Riley for poor offense, and him stepping in and saying, "Well, now hang on a second, we all collaborate on that. It's not like, let's not all just uh, hammer down on Garrett Riley." But I don't know; I could be wrong on that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Our number one rolls on. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans. You're simply the best. Riverwind is the Metro's best casino. With all of your favorite games. Celebrate fall with our $50,000 Harvest Winnings giveaway. Play with your wild card all September. For a chance to win a share of $50,000. With drawings every Saturday in September. You're simply the best. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. 
Tyler McComas here, and if you're like me and you love to bowl, Sooner Bowling Center has made it even easier for you and your family to bowl. Visit SoonerBowl.com and skip the line to make online reservations. You can reserve your lanes, book a group party, or birthday party all by just visiting them online. With great food from the Spare Time Grill, bowling, and the newest patio in town, Sooner Bowling Center is great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest or visit SoonerBowl.com. There are many ways to celebrate a life. For over 80 years, Primrose Funeral Service in Norman has been providing comfort and guidance to families in memorial planning. Prearranging a memorial is the best way for families to take it slow. Talk in a calm, compassionate environment away from the stress and sadness of loss. Primrose Funeral Services offers prepaid plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial decisions at a difficult time. Contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit them at primrosefuneralservice.com. As we wonder why our kids are struggling, someone is getting bullied. As we discuss how to improve their mental health, someone is being harassed on social media. As we wonder why they're skipping school, someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain headball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. Are you an OEC member contemplating the addition of solar panels to your home or business? Before you make the purchase, contact Oklahoma Electric Cooperative Solar Experts. We will be able to tell you exactly how many panels your home needs and how the addition of solar panels truly affects your electric bill. OEC does not partner with solar companies and asks that you report any company that claims otherwise. To learn more, give us a call at 405-321-2024 or visit us at www.okcoop.org renewables. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio today. Britt Venables had his press conference earlier this afternoon and a much different feel from last week. Last week, there were zero questions about Arkansas State. Today, the first comments brought up were about SMU. Mm-hmm. So just a, a different feel from Brent and even the local media about the opponent that OU is going to play this week. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy to tell the respect that uh, SMU is getting compared to that of Arkansas State, really not all that close. And you could tell Brent really respects them, especially on the offensive side, for what they bring. And like we, you talked about with Bob, I think there's definitely a chance SMU is one of the, the three best offenses you see this year. Yeah, they've got uh, a really, really consistent quarterback, efficient Good arm, push the ball downfield, 
accurate, and they are talented at the skill position. They've got a stable of backs that are all really talented, wide receivers that can absolutely run, big play wide receivers. Um, Some names that OU are, are really familiar with in recruiting. Kamar Wheaton is there. Yeah, the Wheaton kid. Um, Jordan Hudson, who was a one-time OU wide receiver commit, ended up going to TCU, then transferred to SMU. He's a nice player. I think he led them in receiving last week. Now, what's the deal with uh, with Wheaton? Because I don't see him as getting any carries in the game. Is he banged up? Is is he expected to play? I, uh, I, I think they're just. it could be a case where just a couple of running backs are, are better than him right yeah. now, I'm guessing. Yeah. They had two guys that pretty much shared the load. The Johnson and the Knighton kid were both 14 and 17 carries. And, you know, Johnson had the 67-yard long, the the explosive play there out of the, of the running game. But, man, it's – they're going to make some plays on us in the passing game. It's a this is a tackling game, and can we get pressure on the quarterback game and create a little havoc back there for uh, for Stone? Arkansas State didn't have uh, much chance for a big play offensively no. unless it was kind of schemed wide open and. I don't even think they some, had a run over – well, I think nine was the longest and, run. And even if they had guys open in a lot of situations, the wide receiver would drop the ball, and it wouldn't even matter if they had a guy open or not. SMU, I, I think they have – they are way more capable, and I think very capable of making one-on-one individual really good plays, especially at wide yeah. receiver and at running back, like you said. Yeah, they've, they've got plenty of skill guys. Now, um, if SMU has time – He's Stone's going to sit back there and pick you apart, and they're going to make plays. They're going to win one-on-one battles. Um, you know they're going to throw some short stuff and block it up and let those receivers go go try and make a guy miss. Um, the way to beat them is you've got to pressure the quarterback. If if he's back there and he's comfortable, and you can pressure the quarterback multiple ways. You know one of the best ways to pressure a quarterback is change looks on him on the back end to where he's frozen a little bit on the snap. Uh, good tight coverage puts pressure on a quarterback as he's trying to work through his progressions. And then obviously the more direct pressure, which is uh, D linemen and edge guys whipping ass up front. 785, Wheaton supposedly was suspended for a week. 405, I believe Wheaton was suspended for SMU's first game. So there you go. There you go. Wait, maybe uh, may- maybe we'll see him after that December heartbreak from a couple, uh, couple of years okay, ago. Okay, and he went to Bama. Yep. Or like he committed, decommitted, didn't he tr- signed and tried to take back his signing, didn't he? Something like that. It was, uh, it was, it was. I it's think weird. it got even weirder. Yeah, I mean, because it was a weird recruitment all along, and it, it's it's basically been weird <laughs> the entire the entire time he since trying, he started he, to get was recruits. He trying to now. play the NIL game before NIL was probably the thing. <laughs> hats hats off to him. So um, looking at SMU before the year started. Like, I think we all projected them to have a really good offense, but defensively last year, they were really bad, man. Mm-hmm. And and not that, you know, it's a given that they're going to be a top 40 or a top 50 defense and be a lot better, but I will say they did look, they looked pretty good against Louisiana Tech. Take that for what it's worth, but they probably had a defensive performance in that game that would be one of the best that they had a year ago. A lot better defensively. Yeah. You know, I was shocked. Uh, you know, the the colors are similar, so when I was watching some of the game, the highlights and stuff, my first thought is that game is at SMU. It wasn't. It was at Louisiana Tech, 
and or was it at was it at SMU? It was at SMU, yeah. There wasn't anyone at that game. Nobody stands completely. They empty. just announced the ACC deal. Like the excitement should be. Oh my gosh! All high, yeah. And there's nobody there. Completely empty. Well, did you did you start watching in the third quarter and everyone had left because of the heat, or just no one cares about SMU? I, I football? guess that could be the case. Because I've really just watched the highlights, but man, it was it was shocking. Uh, early week score feel with the spread 16, 16 and a half right now. Um, I'm gonna go forty five seventeen for my early week feel. Yeah, yeah, forty five seventeen. It's 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 rather aggressive. I know it, I, it definitely covers the spread. You said almost just moments ago that yes. You agree this could be one of the best offenses we face this year. How much is that saying, by the way, looking at the schedule? Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You've got a Heisman hopeful that you're playing in October. I, I expect this defense to do a much better job of getting pressure. SMU's going to get points. They're going to score 17. But I just – I don't know. I, I, I think this – I don't think 45-17 is out of question for where I think this OU team is at right mm. now. Okay. You think it's way too aggressive? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I think offensively, would you say 45? Yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I Definitely fine with that. The, the real question is, I think if OU holds SMU to 17 points, I think that's a pretty good day. I agree. Um Man, it's going to be tough. Seventeen. If you hold SMU to seventeen, that's a that is a really good number. I'll be I'll be thrilled with that number. Depending on how it happens, obviously, you know, I say that now. Uh, I don't care how it happens. They hold them to seventeen, yeah. and we're right. They're one of the three best offenses, even with the bad schedule. I I think that that is that that's a really good start to the year. A shutout holding them to seventeen points. That's a good start to the year. Man, I'm so. Curious, the game that University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables is playing mentally right now. Obviously, has a lot of history with uh, the head football coach at, uh, coach at Southern Methodist. And here's what's interesting. Majority of the game, Saturday, we ran four down. Right, We had four defensive linemen out there. Just once, they ran the three down, okay? And he made it sound as if they were probably, maybe would have stayed in that a little bit more. Um, You know, when McCullough got all rolled up and and that changed things. I'm wondering what he's going to do. Was he just throwing that out there as a reminder? Like, you better study up for the three down stuff as well. Yes. Um, And then, you know, we saw it last year at Nebraska. He totally flipped the defense. Like, are we going to go out there and see a three-man front yes. for the entire game, or are we going to see a four-man front? I don't for the know about game? the entire. I, I just, I definitely, definitely think that you're going to see some different looks on Saturday. Yeah, so I it, mean, Saturday was a pretty vanilla game plan from this defense, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly how they wanted it. They've got some different things they were doing in the off season. Um, Peyton Bowen at Cheetah, some other different looks that, Woo! yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, you're, you're going to see some uh, some fun things on Saturday. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm down for that. 405, I'd be satisfied if we hold them to 24 points. 
Guy says Ooh, we're close. I'm just a touch more conservative at 41-21. Okay. Cherokee Sooner says 38-14. Peyton has an SMU cover at 38-24. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think an SMU cover is – here's the thing. Week one for Oklahoma, check mark. Good job. Good win. The numbers look nice. Execution was nice. Had a special teams touchdown. Penalties were low. Took care of the football. I mean, you check the boxes. But I, it doesn't mean that Oklahoma is immune to making mistakes, getting penalized, um, you know, we don't know yet. We feel good about it. We don't know. A couple of mistakes here and there, and all of a sudden you could find yourself in a close football game with SMU. It, it doesn't take a whole lot for that to happen. So I don't think anyone picking uh, Southern Methodist to cover the spread is, is crazy. I think after uh, last week and some of the complaints that we heard post game, uh, one of the maybe like top three things I think that we'll be watching is pass rush on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If the pass rush is good, oh, okay. Well, yeah, Britain Roof or Ride, it's pass rush is not a big deal. If they have a pass rushing effort that is deemed unacceptable or not good enough, then that will be the uh, that will be the feel in the post game. Yeah, but they are they are not where they need to be at getting to the quarterback. Well, you know, you you heard. I don't know if you heard, but Venables addressed that question last night at Rudy's, a uh, question posed by Toby Rowland, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, and Coach Venables. He's, he kind of echoed the things that I was saying on Monday, is that they didn't have a whole lot of opportunities to just you know, rush a drop-back passer. They only had a handful of those opportunities, and the most part, whenever they got that, they they did pretty good and put some pretty good pressure on the quarterback. So uh, I'm not saying that it's proven that we've got a great pass rush. It's it's far from that, but I think uh, yet to be determined. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up hour number one next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families, too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply. Hey, Sooners. I'm OU alum James Spann, and I founded Board Street Ventures to invest in promising Oklahoma-connected companies and bring Oklahoma innovation to the world. One of those companies is OKC-based Wheeler Bio, which is developing brilliant ways to get badly needed therapeutic drugs to the market faster. When you invest in our fund, you're investing not only in innovative companies like Wheeler Bio, but in Oklahoma's future. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. 
Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. This is DJ Newsom with Valiance Bank. At Valiance Bank, we practice relationship banking. That means we strive to understand your goals and create customized solutions. With rising interest rates and inflation being felt in many areas, you need a trusted banker who can help you weather the complicated financial environment. The team at Valiance Bank are here to listen and help. Whether you're undertaking a new business venture, purchasing a home, or simply want more convenience, Valiance Bank is here for you. Visit valiance.bank or stop by our Norman branch at University North Park. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. If you're looking to buy a new electric vehicle, call Wade Electric today at 405-329-1940 to schedule a free estimate. They have extensive experience installing different types of EV systems and would be happy to get one set up for you. Get charged up by calling Wade Electric today, 405-329-1940. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. As we wonder why our kids are struggling, someone is getting bullied. As we discuss how to improve their mental health, someone is being harassed on social media. As we wonder why they're skipping school, someone is crying themselves to sleep. Knowing the signs is the best way to prevent bullying. Please just leave me alone. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. Summer is here. It's time to get outside and make memories. Holidays, reunions, cookouts, and relaxation. Signature Custom Pools can help you create the perfect oasis to celebrate all things summer. Signature is the premier custom pool builder with experience in all types of pools and spas. Call Signature Custom Pools at 405-898-9098. That's 405-898-9098 for a free design consultation to create an outdoor retreat and start making memories that last a lifetime. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush, emergency repairs, storm damage, and really kind of everything else with your home or your office building. Cavens Group, they can help you out. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, any word on the Dasan McCullough injury? 
Yes, Brent addressed that today in the press conference, and he said, don't know anything different today, was initially worried Desan may have had a high ankle sprain, but that is not the case. Mm. Uh, Drake Stoops had the shoulder injury, was ready to go back in the game on Saturday. Issue for Davis Bevel is high ankle sprain. Yeah. So I think all in all, um, from maybe what you initially thought, they, they're they okay on all three of those injuries. Yeah, that's a good sign. Um, did not look good at all with uh, Bevel, did that was the That was Ooh. the worst-looking injury of the three. Yeah, That was nasty. That was nasty. I'm glad he's, I guess, sounds like maybe in an, an, an okay place. Uh, better than – I mean – Regardless of what it is, it's better than the news I thought he was going to give us. You know, it it looked really bad. Yeah, um, glad that he's going to be okay and, and maybe be back for a few, for a few weeks. You think you think Drake Stoops is back this week? I do. I don't have any inside information, but whenever someone says they could have came back in the game if they if you know or he wanted to come back in the game, that's pretty telling. So. I would say, like, if I had to guess right now, yes, I would say that I think we have Drake Stoops. What about Desan McCullough? Harrington's your starting cheetah. Do we see McCullough in there on Saturday, or do we see a Peyton Bowen, someone else, as the uh, as the backup cheetah? Yeah, I think we see him. Okay. I mean, I I think I think he'll be up and ready um, if you know he was in a boot and he was walking around over on the sideline. Man, if you've got a bad ankle sprain, I that sucker swells up and gets so sensitive and hard to walk on right away. I don't think he'd be cruising around. I don't even think they'd let him back on the sideline, frankly. I he made a really nice playing coverage. Was it in the first quarter, maybe on, on Saturday? Really nice playing coverage. Yeah, that's it was that one time they were in that third yeah. down pot. Uh, Tight package. coverage, got his hand in there to knock it away. Um PB, how many PBUs did they have? Two, Two. three. Yeah, he, he had one of the PBUs on, on Saturday. Yep. He was in there. Look good. Uh, okay, Desan will play a lot. That's from the 949. Brett, uh, Brent from Jinx, something like OU 52-13, and I'll be pleased. I'll be, I think we'll all be pleased be pl- at that, that's, Brent. Hey, that's setting the bar pretty high. I'm not saying that they're not gonna they're gonna not going to hit that number. I think it's definitely possible if what we saw on – Saturday is real, then I I think that that is within reach for sure. 918, I'm going with Vegas, 45-27 OU. 918, I think 17 points is dead on balls accurate, but OU has 52. Chase and OC has 45-24 OU. So, yeah, we got a 56-10. We got a confident bunch heading into week two. Not that surprising uh, after what we saw what this team did last week. Yeah. Rightfully so. I think everyone's in a uh, in a good place. Should be with everything right now. Yes, they should be. Should be. I like it. I like it. Um, we'll see where it ends up. I mean, things can obviously change quickly. You make a couple of mistakes in a game like this, give up a couple of deep balls, have a you know muff a punt. You know, a ball ref- the deflects off a of D lineman's helmet and is intercepted. It doesn't take very much at all for you to find yourself in a dogfight really quickly. So, we'll see. It feels good right now, but I don't know. Still still cautiously optimistic. The spread is interesting, though, isn't it? Is. It is, yeah. And I, I didn't think it was going to be a 30-point spread like last week, but mm-hmm. opening up at 14, that was 
much lower than what I thought it was going to be. I agree. All right, quick time out. We got hour number two coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.